and art teaches you so many things. It's really, it's mind-boggling what it does. And you understand humanity. It pushes you always to humanity. Welcome to the Juxtaposed Journeys Podcast, and happy Mean Girls Day if you're a fan of that film. I'm your host, Eric Spitz, and in this episode I chat with Michael McGrooch. Michael is a fellow podcaster and multimedia artist who was born in Vienna, Austria, and is currently based in Laguna Beach, California. Michael is the former Newport Beach, California Arts Commissioner and the author of five art-related books, including Imagination, Micropaintings, and The Smart of Art a new art consciousness to awaken our enthusiasm for art. In his latest book, The Smart of Art, Michael addresses the phenomena that 95% of all artists worldwide exist around the poverty level. Michael explores the value of art outside of the economic system and ultimately thinks that human beings should focus more on being human beings and understand the power that comes with using our inherent creative tools. Our conversation ranges from Michael's background as an artist some of the concepts outlined in The Smart of Art, the concept of the next book Michael is working on, and ultimately how we all need to recognize our inherent creativity. The term system gets mentioned a lot during our conversation, and I feel like it's best to think of it in the general sense of a created network where each person plays a role. Michael talks about the origin of systems as well, with each member of a tribe having a role in order to contribute to a greater objective for the group. With all that in mind, just sit back, Relax, and get ready for Michael McGrooch's journey as a multimedia artist. All right, Michael, welcome to the Juxtapose Journeys podcast. And first of all, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to sit down and chat with me. Hi, Eric. Uh, good to be here. Yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So I feel like you can best be summarized as a multimedia artist, educator, podcaster with the Smart of Art podcast and author of five art-related books. But let's start by focusing on your background as an artist. So can you start by briefly describing when you first started creating art and where your interest first began? Yeah, I was a sick child and mm. I went to school when I was seven because I was a sick child. And then I got the second whammy in my, in my head that I couldn't understand or comprehend school. I am dyslexic and I'm dysgraphic, which means my hand-eye coordination is not working correctly. So I can't read my own writing, for example. So what helps is taping all my notes or typing them into something. And I was always had never a problem with humans. I would speak of the class, but I failed the class. I'm totally self-taught. Everything I taught myself. And what art did to me, how I discovered the art, which was basically after you live life, but you're not conscious, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I looked at it, uh, my uh, resume when I was 30. And then I said, uh, oh my God, I'm an artist. <laughs> because I uh, I have all my, my jobs, DJ, I made mixtapes, I uh, produced fashion shows, I worked in advertising, I worked in uh, film, television. So I thought, oh my God, I'm an artist. And I said, I don't need to wait for the system of society to tell me I'm an artist or anybody to tell me I'm an artist or the art business. Mm-hmm. And I then called myself an artist. And since then, I, I spoke with so many artists and before too. And Everybody has the same thing. Nobody wants to call themselves an artist. Even the people that I accepted as, as artists don't feel they're artists because it is. It, it was never defined. Being an artist, what it means to be an artist was never befi- defined. And the same thing was with art. So when you go to a plumber and you say, hey, why, why am I paying you $5,000? The plumber says, get your new bathtub, new shower head. That's my labor. When you go to an artist, it's, the artist says usually, oh, I was in, shown in this museum, in that museum. I got an award. I got first ribbon on this exhibition. Uh, completely irrelevant. Completely ir- irrelevant why people like the art. Because if somebody really likes the art, he's willing. And if it touches him, mm-hmm. it's it's like a good food, you know, that is so super. Like if your grandmother cooks something or whatever, it's just so super. You pay any price to get that back if if you lost your grandmother or something, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, 
you don't, you wouldn't even worry. I said, oh, like, should I think uh, how much would I pay for that? Or a good conversation or a good friendship. It's priceless. And human things are priceless. And art is one of those things that actually it doesn't work in the in the in the world. It, you know, they they try the systems try to take the product of art. What comes out of that conversation with your unconsciousness? You know that that non-physical to physical. That basically is a manifestation of that conversation. So you have an mm-hmm. inspiration of a song, and that inspiration is the song, and the song is the manifestation of that conversation of the non-physical to the physical and when now an audience feels that conversation if that is really clear then the audience will flock to that artist it will you know will pay any money for that artist but it doesn't mean that other people that have that conversation that are not so clean or not so clear will have the same you know will you know it's like saying okay if you create a, a a concrete block you get so much and then you recreate the concrete but you get still so much. This doesn't work with art. Art does just wants to be created. It doesn't ask how many likes you have, how much you sell it for. It wants to be created and exposed. That's all the energy of art creation demands. Mm-hmm. When we come to the system of art, when we come to the product, then it's like any any store. It's it's like a Walmart of, of, of art. You, you go there and you see what, what you like and you buy that. But... This is basically the misunderstanding that we have about the big misunderstanding that we have about art because art never defined himself. So I'll give an example. So the, the, the king got Mozart and Mozart, they said to Mozart, yeah, you can live with your family in my one of my 500 rooms and the kitchen is going to cook for you. And then at night you're going to play for me. The same is Michelangelo. The, the church says, oh, my God, you can do this. You do god- godly paintings. Go ahead, paint. And you live and we give you a stipend. So neither the system is used to, to use artists, nor the artists have ever defined themselves. And that over generation gives you a process of, or a result of the starving artist, artist uh, stigma. Mm-hmm. And that uh, talent, creative talent, cannot be evaluated by any, any system. And I try to change that. Uh, in my last book, The Smart of Art, I... Mm-hmm. Separate what I just explained to you. I separate the two: art creation and art product. And I actually exploit the creation, and because the everybody knows the market and the creation, and I show how much value is actually in the creation. That everybody has that muscle. We have a creative muscle, mm-hmm. but of, like in every skill, you have people that that do the same job. You know, do typing all the time. They're gonna be the better typer, and if you uh, converse with your unconscious constantly and then you're going to be a better artist you know not better I, I wouldn't even say better art doesn't go by better but uh, you are a more skilled person to uh, either have a skill of drawing have a skill of getting the stuff in clearly or having a skill of being outrageous you know so so mm-hmm. you're just a better an artist the difference between an artist and a normal person is the artist is more skilled but it doesn't mean you are not. You don't have a creative muscle because you do. Otherwise, you wouldn't have a podcast. Mm-hmm. Everything we create is made out of an inspiration. You see it somewhere else. You feel it. You f- think you've got to do it, and then you create it. Yeah. No. Exactly. Oh my gosh, you touched on so many good points there. Yeah. And I, I like the point you brought up about the plumber as well. Of just mm-hmm. a lot of those things are very cut and dried. I feel like to where here's here are the cost of the materials. Here's my labor. This is what the cost of of you know yeah. a cost of the job. But for art, that's much more subjective because you know if you just you could strictly add up obviously the labor and materials to paint a painting. But if it's a Picasso painting, like how how can you put a price on that? You can't. So That's the whole gonna... thing. That's the whole exactly. thing. You can't. So you have to understand it. And also a plumber is doing a repetitive job. An artist mm-hmm. doesn't do a repetitive job unless he has such a voice that everybody wants this kind of painting or mm-hmm. this kind of sculpture, this kind of music. And yeah. then it, it's systemized. And then, you know, then when, when Beyonce, everybody likes Beyonce's song and the kind of, that she creates and the people like then resonate with that, then she's a system artist, you know, then then you know what you expect, you know, and you like that and, and people buy that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, people will spend what they feel like it's worth and what they're willing to pay for it. So obviously that the cost can vary drastically for that. But that's kind of the beautiful thing about it. I mean, if something speaks to you and and you really connect with it, then you're willing to spend, you know, much more than maybe another person will or something. And yeah, so there's there's definitely much more gray area in the arts compared to some of the more cut and dried professions. So I definitely agree with you there. But I mentioned previously before, I mean, you're a multimedia artist. You even mentioned it yourself of being a DJ or, you know, working fashion shows, working in film yeah. and television. So do you have a preferred medium that you work in or and do you find that your preferred medium has changed it all over time? OK, so this is how it went. And I think every artist or every human is a multimedia artist mm-hmm. because once you know that and explore that, then it's changing. So in education, for example, that's why I recommend in uh, art education for kids don't Mm -hmm. buy a piano a saxophone or anything just rent it let them try it they might not like it in two months you know they Mm -hmm. in a week they may say oh i can't do it so let them find what works for them and i i with me it started because you know i couldn't fit in i was sick i really had didn't have a great childhood you know because of that and music got me always back so i started as a dj then I like the visual thing of fashion, you know, not, I, I think it was very theat- theatrical, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I like to combine music with the fashion. So when we did, for example, a fashion show, I was the person that the fashion show was a fall fashion show in a famous club in, in Vienna, U4. And we had, uh, you know, a strawberry red, you know, uh, clothes with a combination of vanilla, vanilla white, you know, mm-hmm. it's all white. And I bought spray, little sprayers with vanilla and strawberry scent. And mm. the, whoever has had something on, they sprayed that scent. And people, you know, I just filled another sense for that. And that was, that was a big, you know, it was a big thing. People liked it. And it's so rewarding because when you go out of the box a little bit, which I was always my life, so I had to be out of the box. I was mm-hmm. just thinking, you know, with a clean slate, not a dirty slate. Not, you know, dirty mm-hmm. is like when you com- you know, try to copy things, you know, a, a copy pattern. And then I went uh, advertising. So that, that fascinated me from the creativity. You know, how can I create a voice that people understand and then buy the product? Not I want to sell them. I want to give them the right vibration that the people say, this is me or this is not me. So mm-hmm. I, I like the clarity that the advertising gives, uh, the can give, you know, that people know, not that I, I just shoot, shoot the fish in a barrel. I just try mm-hmm. to define the voice really clearly. Then I worked in with, you know, I, I wrote it in my bio and with Robert Evans, who did Chinatown and, uh, and Godfather. Uh, I lived with him. Then I um, was arts commissioner. So I went from one thing to another to explore the beauty and the possibility that art gives to us. I mean, I, I, I saw it's an endless barrel and I can be very confident today to say I will my rest of the life explore what art can give and I will never explore what art can give. But I see mm-hmm. already since, you know, especially since I did you know, the last two books, I see how much when you go into that, how much is actually art providing for the human uh, potential. Mm -hmm. So to understand ourselves, to understand who we are, to show us our voice, to show us about ourselves, our impatience, our patient. It teaches us what do I have to do? Can I be impatient? No, I can't. (laughs) Uh, Art says no. That has its own time. It doesn't have system time, 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And art teaches you so many things. It's really, it's mind-boggling what it does. And and you understand humanity. It pushes you to always to humanity. So when you go to an art opening, you see every race, every sexuality, every gender, rich, mm-hmm. poor, every political persuasion, and, and, and they all hang out. And they're not talking about business. They're talking about just hanging out. So mm-hmm. even if they because I was researching the openings and I heard people saying, oh, can I have your phone number? But it was never into, oh, can we talk about stock prices going down or up or anything? <laughs> Nobody talked about that. And it's funny, you know, the, the icing on the cake on, the, on this story is nobody looked at their art. 
<laughs> it, it, it's just the environment that art gives, that magic that art gives. You know, and, and why do you think uh, in concerts all people sing the same song from every, mm -hmm. whatever they are? It, it, it reflects our inclusiveness. When you see there is no superstar. There is a superstar as the lead in a theater, but it's still the whole team that makes the scene. In the movie, the same way. You have a lead, but it's not about the lead. Mm -hmm. You know, so it, it's always about the whole thing. And lead, a lead is a function. It's not a better than. So in systems, a lead is the better. The leader is the better. In art, we all work together and create together. Yeah, definitely. No, you hit on some great points there. And the community aspect of art is, is huge. I mean, the huge. community aspect of really anything is, is so important. I mean, I'm a runner myself, and mm -hmm. that's something that really keeps me going back to it, too. It's just the whole community aspect as well. Yeah. And it's it's such a tight-knit community, and, and I'm getting the impression that obviously you have the same feelings towards the art community as well. Mm -hmm of just networking, yeah. interacting with one another, and looking at things from a macro perspective and, and mm -hmm. not focusing on one small aspect or the lead of or, um, what you mentioned. Yeah. So, yeah, no, all of those are really important to think about. Now, I, I feel like you kind of answered this already, but how would you describe your creative voice and how were you able to find it? Mm. It wasn't, I mean, I can define it right now very succinctly, but, mm -hmm. but my creative voice is very essential. So mm -hmm. it, it's, it's not pretentious. It is what it is. It has a certain honesty and also it has impact because I'm a very confident person, mm -hmm. a loud person in, in color as well as voice. I'm speaking up, but I'm not trying to control people or manipulate mm -hmm. people. And you see that in my, in my, my work. It's just, even though it's very, very uh, engaging, my work. So when you walk into... When you hear my songs or you walk into a room, you see first my stuff mm -hmm. because I, I have that energy of loudness, uh, a real presence. And mm -hmm. but I had to fight for that, you know, because of I had to fight for that. Not that I say you need to fight for that, but otherwise I would have not be a part of 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 humanity because if I, I couldn't navigate systems. Mm -hmm. I wasn't a super navigator and, and could uh, define my voice. I, my, my voice is defined by what happened to me. And, and, and that's what it, so I had to be very clear of my expression. I had to be very um, articulate with what I do in music and everything I do. And that was my, my fun because I, I, I enjoy to communicate with people or to interact with people because I also know the the magic of that mm -hmm. because I see everybody is a reflection of me uh, I don't see myself separate or whatever I see myself apart and I look at humanity not as gender race or or, or, or sexuality but I look at humanity as the humanity reflects the absolute power that human potential can deliver mm -hmm. I don't I don't I'm not believing in system power I don't believe in system manipulation I think we need systems but we need to have systems that are human adaptive and not human system adaptive. So, mm -hmm. because you, you can hide behind systems too. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people do that. I mean, look at 80,000 people, soldiers dying in Ukraine and, and Russia, you know, in the first five months. That's a hiding behind a system, you know, that is mm -hmm. not, that is not, that that is misusing a system to uh, kill humans. Mm -hmm. And no system has ever given birth. And I think systems can never take a life. Mm -hmm. Because it's it's a, a, a it's a inferior, very inferior to any human being. Yeah. Uh, oh, definitely. No, you hit on some great points there. Yeah, and and I like how you mentioned about hiding behind systems because that's something I notice all the time too. Yeah. Just just working a corporate job. I mean, it's exactly. I feel like a lot of people who do that can speak to that as well. To where if, if something goes wrong, you know, someone would say, "Well, it, you know, it wasn't my job," and they kind of wash their hands of it, yeah. and then they kind of. Uh, in a sense, kind of blame the system. It's like, well, so it's someone else's fault, you know, or, or just instead of actually proactively working to work together to prevent yeah. something like this from happening moving forward, I think we get so trapped in our own little bubble and say, you know, like, well, this isn't within the scope of what I'm supposed to do. So uh, and then they stop worrying about it type things. But I think it's more important to look at the big picture of everything, like what you mentioned, yeah. uh, recognize our own collective consciousness. Of, mm -hmm. uh, we're all individuals working towards something, but we all have something to contribute. Exactly. 
Exactly, mm -hmm. and you are correct, absolutely correct. Uh, mm -hmm. And and I don't believe in conspiracy theories. I think mm -hmm. everybody, because I, I always say this example because it, it works. Mm -hmm. So a new a new politics politician comes in. They're gonna be new taxes. So they look for the guys that could implement those new taxes. They have kids. They have to support them. They have to survive. So they do their best they can do the creativity to create a system that how to get people to pay taxes. On the other hand, you have tax attorneys or whatever, they try to navigate the system the best that you don't pay taxes. And I hope you see that insanity that goes on through system because we blind ourselves to system. So you can't blame really the system, but what happens is that there's human against human and we waste our human life force to create on one hand the new taxes and on the other hand, we try to navigate around those taxes. And we, we, we don't see that. We are not conscious of that. So it's human against human. And we have no chance of surviving this species when human works against human. Do you mm -hmm. see this at the war? You see this on, on a smaller scale on taxes, in companies, everywhere. And mm -hmm. everybody just adds a little bit. So the person that said, that's not my job. You know, mm -hmm. the person that says, no, I, I'm hiding behind the system. It's just adding to the whole problem mm -hmm. uh, every time you do this and say hey let me talk to eric eric let me talk to you what's the problem why why is that and mm -hmm. put us above the system why did we create this why is this oh the system allows us that or not what can we do mm -hmm. and 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 there's so much exchanged uh, information exchanged and when and you know it when leaders are coming and working with the team there's so much information exchanged you couldn't put it pack them in books so you can't just, knowledge is so temporary. Mm -hmm. It's about life, wisdom. It's about life experience. It's experiential knowledge. And that's why you can't live through the internet. Mm -hmm. You can exchange ideas and, 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 you know, this is good because you, it's better for me to, uh, you know, to talk to you about this than going to Michigan. But would it be better in person? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And we need to be conscious of that. Absolutely would it be better in, in person. Mm -hmm. And there would be more exchanged and, and, and more information exchanged and everything. But that's that, that, that we, it's a consciousness crisis that we have. It's not something we have to do steps or are, are doing, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. And in-person interactions are so much different than virtual interactions, for sure. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it's so hard to define exactly what it is, but it's just, I don't know, you could say that that face-to-face -face interaction is a bit more intimate or maybe some different ideas will be exchanged. There's more factors at play with that too, because so much can get lost in translation over, I mean, over email, over text, over virtual yeah. communication, because when you're meeting face-to-face, -face, then you have, you know, body language, you have the environment around you that's different. I mean, so many of those factors can cause a completely different experience. So it's no, rounded. It's more rounded. It's it's mm -hmm. like more complete. You know. No, exactly. Uh, no, you touched on some some great points there, and you you briefly mentioned it before your book, The Smart of Art: A New Art Consciousness to Awaken Art Enthusiasm for Art. So can can you briefly describe what inspired you to write that book? Uh, that ninety seven percent of artists are on the poverty line. Mm -hmm. So the highest form of our communication of the non physical to the physical. So all the creation. The highest form of decoration, because we're not creating another iPhone, mm -hmm. we're not creating another another system. We're just creating for creative sakes. So we we have a conversation. We start a conversation, a tone, a color, a word, and out of that comes something. So we conjure it into the physical, and that is by our systems because it has no defined value that's over generations and the systems haven't given it. And the symptom of that is that 97%, 95, 97% of artists are poor on the poverty, around the poverty level worldwide. Mm -hmm. Having said that, half of the workforce in the world has to live with $5.52. So mm -hmm. it's bad on the one thing, but it's, it's, it's not so bad when you look at it in another context, you know? So, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it, I, just, I just learned that only 2% of Americans have more than $300,000. Mm -hmm. And nobody would ever guess that. Everybody has, oh, 20%, blah, blah, blah. Because in our system conditioning of media and society or whatever, everybody is rich but us. Mm -hmm. And in, in, in reality, we all, we're all poor. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the, and, and the, the systems don't want you to talk about money. 
but we mm -hmm. have to start talking about money because when you pay me $10 and four people make a half a cent on that, then you see how exhausted this system is. And you see it just by the statistics, like 40% uh, of this earth belong to eight people. Mm -hmm. It, it, it automatically, the static, the static, the, the static um, function of the financial system is forcing imbalance because it makes the rich richer and the poor poorer. Mm -hmm. It takes away the middle class. Otherwise, we would, we will hold the middle class. We can't. Until mm -hmm. we make a, 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 you know, a fair, not fair, a humane way of evaluating our contributions. Mm -hmm. We don't have to change anything, but we just have to see, okay, let's make a, a financial system that is, uh, that is uh, fair, that is, mm -hmm. that is human, not just static, 24-7 working, and then humans don't. Because we need mm -hmm. sleep. To, we, our best output is sleep, relaxation, mm -hmm. humor. Fun, play, play is, a, you know, you, you do play, you play work. Play mm -hmm. is essential because in play, you make mistakes and you learn how to make mistakes that they are a part to get you to your success. Mm -hmm. Mistakes and failure are the, the, the brick, brick roads to success. Mm -hmm. and, and because we don't have play anymore and it's just in the system, you know, you have to have, you know, accountability, play got away. And look at animals. Animals play all the time. Mm -hmm. So we are part of nature. Nature doesn't make mistakes. So we have to stop praying and submitting ourselves to systems. We have to change systems to be human adaptive. Because mm -hmm. right now we're using our superpower of adaptability to, to keep systems work. But these systems don't work. Look at the figures. Look at what's going on in our world. And we're not seeing that humans are against humans. Take that creativity, which is my, my next book that I'm working on, using where to use creativity. Creativity for systems, it, it's, it's crazy. We try to do, use creativity to make more money, to make more money with less effort, to make more money in any way or form, even if it's a half a cent. Mm -hmm. I mean, the whole stock market works on that, you know? Mm -hmm. That means it is completely exhausted. And, 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 and what, what is not clear, it's also not conscious, we have enough. We have enough of everything. We have, we have three times as much food and still 25,000 people a day die of hunger. Mm -hmm. And a lot in America. Yeah. So we, and we, that's sad all the time, but one system helps the other. And it's not that human help each other. It's more the system helps the other. So you, you won't hear the, the breakthroughs that we have. Mm -hmm. There's oh, some yeah. websites that promote the positive, you know, but uh, but there's very few. Oh, yeah, definitely. And no, you, you touched on some great points there. And now I just want to back up a little bit. And when you say systems, uh, this may not be so easy to answer, but are you talking about financial systems, economic systems, uh, any sort of policy and structure system that you can think of? Is that kind of uh, what you're referring to? I'm referring to a system as a family, mm -hmm. starting as a family, going to a tribe. Mm -hmm. This is how we started systems. And they're awesome because a tribe, you know, a mother doesn't have to feed the child all the time. The grandmother mm -hmm. can take over and the, the, the woman can go in the woods and pick some berries. You know, it's mm -hmm. just uh, so systems are great mm -hmm. also, but it's also dependent on how big the systems are, because they say the optimal system, the, you know, nature is efficient. So mm -hmm. the most efficient systems are 150. And mm -hmm. we think the bigger the systems, the lower the cost, because see, the, the decision of a system is run by the financial principle and financial principle is everything more, everything bigger, every more. We, even if we don't want to consume, we have to consume. Mm -hmm. That doesn't work. That is so limited. That's by, made by humans that are limited and it's, it's, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. In nature, you have seasons. They are different. They're not every day more and more and more. It doesn't say fall is more and more and more. You know, perhaps spring, perhaps summer, but not fall mm -hmm. and winter. We have to have cycles. We have periods. We have biorhythms. We have other times in nature for living beings. But since mm -hmm. the financial system is static, it's not the bad. See, it's so easy to say it's bad. No, it's just limited. You can't expect mm -hmm. from a limited thing that it, it saves people. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. It needs to grow constantly, but humans don't work on that. Humans need to rest. 
humans can say, hey, I don't need a Mercedes every two years. Mm -hmm. I, I am fine with getting a Honda or keep a Mercedes for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And not everybody needs to buy a new ele electric car. Why not using the old car that is still a good gas engine that doesn't pollute that much instead of everybody now shifting to, a, to the new, latest and newest? Mm -hmm. Because you have to show how much you love, love humanity and how good you are. It's ridiculous. I mean, I mean, you know, they gave once this, this, this where we jump on the wagon and we need to be conscious also of that. We jump mm -hmm. on the wagon because we are inclusive. We jump on the wagon because we have a DNA drive that says we want to be part of the tribe. Mm -hmm. It's not a conscious drive. So the way how we do that is be part of it. We are all on the iPhone. We are not screwed, addicted or whatever. We are on the iPhone because that's our connection to the tribe. Mm hmm and, 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 and you shame now the systems shame us or the other people on the other side of systems shame us because they said, oh, you're addicted. So the system addicts us and then it has ways that it sells us to unindict us. So it does, you know, to survive your addiction to media. It, it makes special apps, special things and sells you that too. So we are completely experience humanity through systems. We don't mm -hmm. experience, and that's what art doesn't. You have to be human to, to create art. Mm -hmm. You have to do that, you know. And it's not, the question is not, can AI do art? We know it can. Uh, mm -hmm. It wins. MIT has, a, with critics, they show them, uh, they win it over and over and over. But this is the product. It mm -hmm. can never even come close to the process. The, value, mm -hmm. the, huma the human value of the process of creating can never be copied or mm -hmm. even think the, the, you know, all the, 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 the properties that you get from that, all the good stuff that you get from it. Never. Mm -hmm. I put into an AI engine, a photo engine, I put hello, just hello. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking I get a man with, you know, a, a figure or a comics figure or so. And it gave me nine pictures after 10 minutes. Two of them were a mixture between cats and human. And the other six were just cats. And I said, what the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. I said, hello, hello. I didn't say hello, kitty, but I said hello. But the, <laughs> but the thing of hello, kitty, you know, the, it is so relevant in, as, a, as an icon in humanity. Mm -hmm. it, it created kit, photos of kittens, the AI. <laughs> and we don't even have to go into it and go deep. You got it. You started laughing. Mm -hmm. And that's, is, that's the communication between humans, and that can never be done by humans. But if we don't see that, AI can be for a limited function, good or whatever, and can be helpful, but not in answering even questions. I mean, God, mm -hmm. how many millions of people have to waste hours and time in AI chats and not getting where they want to go? Mm -hmm. I mean, when the DMV and the social service and everybody uses AI, how the hell can we navigate? We're just wasting life force. We're just wasting it into systems. Mm -hmm. And then we keep the systems alive, but we, we're not expanding our human potential where we actually can change this world and say, what, what can we do now? Now, since AI does all our jobs, what are we going to do next? How mm -hmm. can we... And, and have a discussion, an open discussion with everybody. Yeah. That's discussing. What are we doing? If AI takes all... Instead of saying AI is bad, it's good. That's not the question. The question is... If we get all the work done, if everybody gets a, a minimum wage, if we, what are we going to do? How are we defining ourselves? Mm -hmm. And I think tremendously, and art is one tool, express yourself, express the energy that you are in the physical instead of copying each other. Mm -hmm. express, express your uniqueness in song, in literature, in whatever, and just create it doesn't need to be sold. It doesn't need to be seen. But, you know, you create it. How can we make it? Let's say Michigan. You know, how can we make that a, a more beautiful experience to be in Michigan? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. No. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh... I mean, there's so much there, but we don't even. That's why I say it's a consciousness issue. We are not looking from a different perspective. We're looking in tunnel vision. And that's mm -hmm. why we are repeating over and over and over again. 
No, yeah, I, I agree completely. And I'm actually really glad you brought up AI art in particular. I yeah. have some friends who've been sharing about that recently as well. And yeah, I mean, uh, to your point and what you were talking about, AI art, I'm sure, can make you know items realistic and serve their functions exactly what they they serve their function they serve exactly what they do exactly what they're designed to do essentially but there's no human Coffee. element in there there's no Coffee. imperfections there's no there's nothing that makes it stand out and special to that individual person the ai you know is just doing what it's programmed to do exactly and mm -hmm. it, every system does copy mm -hmm. what why are we so bored why do people if they have the most movies ever we have the best artists in the world and everybody's bored <laughs> because it's all a copy of, of a pattern because mm -hmm. systems are good in discovering patterns and then say, okay, when somebody doesn't get their food in a restaurant, then this and this happens. And now we have a new way in McDonald's to do that, right? Mm -hmm. So it's boring. It's, you know what you get and you go, sometimes you want to get what you get, mm -hmm. but, but, but what is so great about nature? It's never the same. Why is mm -hmm. everybody love nature? Why, why does everybody say, oh my God, I go to nature. I play with the animal. You don't know what the animals does all the time. You don't know what another mm -hmm. human does all the time. Mm -hmm. That's why so many humans have, it's, it's a headache. Our relationships are headaches because you can't, <laughs> because you are on one side, you're programmed. Oh, it should do this like a system. When I do this, I need to get a kiss. When I do this, I, you know, I get to get scolded. Mm -hmm. and, and we expect that and it's completely never the same. And in mm -hmm. that, when you like that, then all of a sudden life gets beautiful. When, when, when I, if I was told that life, you are a living being and being a living being is always a challenge. Now, mm -hmm. if I, what I got told is it should be sunny every day. If it's not, get a Ferrari, get a pill, or we give you a new face job. Mm -hmm. So you see the difference? One is a fact that is life is always a, ch a challenge. Think back mm -hmm. to your life. Was it not always a challenge? I'm not saying it's suffering. I'm not saying you sacrifice yourself, but it's always a challenge. Mm -hmm. It's never, I, I kind of say, hey, Eric, tell me that year when you, you were not challenged. Hmm. It's impossible, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I couldn't tell being, you human, <laughs> being human, being uh, human, and we are not honest. We say, no, no, everything says sunshine. Look at my Instagram. It always is happy. And you know the person is miserable. Mm -hmm. So we, we need to look at humanity, not to system, not to mm -hmm. system value, not to system happy. We need to be, and, and when you do all these things, that's, that, that's the other thing. We are not conscious. You get the Ferrari, you get the pill, you get the face job, and then you're not happy. And you say, hey, I'm not happy. There's something inherently wrong with you. And mm -hmm. we can do another, we can do another uh, business. We get you to a doctor that gives you uh, antidepressants. Mm -hmm. But that is not human. That is an inhumane treatment. Mm -hmm. And yeah. we are not, we are not conscious of it. We are not conscious of it. And other humans are trying to su support their family and we su support ours. And, and we all get blinded. The whole humanity gets blinded by their own creation, which is called the uh, shiny syndrome, uh, shiny, uh, uh, what is it called? Shiny items, shining, shining. Oh, uh, the shiny, yeah, um... what is it called? The shining <laughs> system. Trying to think the shiny down. object yeah. system. That's what it is. Yeah, just shiny like shiny object, object syndrome. And yep. everybody is blinded by the shiny ob object system. Oh, yeah. And, and everybody's really and I'm sure social media perpetuates this, but everyone's just trying to keep up with the Joneses and, you know, we perpetuate wanna... it. That, it's no no system's fault. We perpetuate mm -hmm. it because we are unaware mm -hmm. that on one side, we we want people to market and we want the thing. And on the other side, we need to consume. Mm -hmm. We need to survive. That's that's it. We need to survive. So all humans working on that. Okay, we're doing the same all in all because that's what the, what most people do. So that's that's your DNA. You're part of the herd. We mm -hmm. do that over generations and generations. That's why we're repeating, and we need to break out. To now is the time because an app doesn't help get you save you. Uh, going back to atom, uh, atom atomic energy, to all the other stuff, it doesn't it doesn't give you a result. It gives you the same result that you had. Going mm -hmm. back to to coal, what the hell is going on? You know? Yeah, and we don't have the potential because we are so busy navigating through systems, having the, mm -hmm. the, the, the the right Instagram photo to be part of the tribe. It's nobody's fault. We need to stop blaming. We need to say we don't know anything. 
You know mm-hmm. that people don't don't admit admit the hell that you that 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 we don't even know science doesn't even know how water comes from a tree up against gravity to give water into 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 leaves. Mm-hmm. We can't explain it scientifically. When are we saying we don't know anything? Look at COVID. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't know anything. Let's start being more cautious and think about our human needs mm-hmm. and create art and that's will teach us way more than system teach us. Oh yeah, I I agree completely. I think everyone could really benefit from really just uh getting in, back in touch with the basics, being human, yeah. uh, exploring new avenues, being creative. Uh, I yeah. honestly wish more people were like that and uh instead of just giving into to different systems and just kind of going through the motions each day, but taking a step back and reflecting your daily actions, what you're doing on a daily basis and just exploring new avenues. I mean, that's partially why I started this podcast. I love hearing those conversations of people who have a passion for something and not just going through the motions in life. They're doing something that they feel like they need to do in life. And it shows yeah. our human potential. I mean, this episode shows mm-hmm. because I, I didn't know what I'm talking about. You know that. I, I said, <laughs> you know, we, we're just going in, diving in. But this is healthy discourse. It's not mm-hmm. about right, wrong. It's not about adding. We can have total different opinion, but we're exchanging. And that's why it's so powerful. And science proves that, that we change each other's brain when we talk. And you mm-hmm. cannot exclude yourself from that. Mm-hmm. Every conversation you have with a human being, you're exchanging your brain. That's why I have it with a human and not with AI. Oh, exactly. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about each episode. I mean, I, I prepare the same way for each episode and I do, I do research. I dig around on a website or some sort of contact. I listen to other podcast interviews if you've been on one or if my other guests have been on them. I do the due diligence and I do the work beforehand. But then when the interview actually starts... I mean, it's it's like everything's thrown out the window type thing. I exactly. mean, in the best way possible, because yeah. I can't. I still I can come prepared, but I'm not going to predict. I can't predict how the conversation's going to go. I can't predict how the chemistry is going to be. What's going to be talked about? Uh, how you're going to respond to certain questions? I have no idea. But that's part of the fun. <laughs> yeah, no, that is the fun because you're forced to be in the moment. You're forced to listen. Mm-hmm. You're forced not to to do uh, scrolling and at the same time, you know, do something else, having conversation. You're forced mm-hmm. to 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 converse, and that makes you feel good because it brings you in the moment. It, it's not in a mind construct of future and the past, it, which systems use. You know, you will be happy. You will be lean. You will be this if you do this. And then the biggest lie of all. I just want to drop that here because is that let's say you had a you were successful as a podcaster mm-hmm. and you, all of a sudden you are like Joe Rogan you have all these listeners do you think how much if you know other people look at you and they say oh and then you start a consulting business and says I'm gonna teach you being a podcaster mm-hmm. this is the biggest thing of systems because you have success doesn't mean you have a formula for success. Because mm-hmm. if you if there was a formula for success or fame or likes or thing, we all would do it, and everybody would have millions of likes, would mm-hmm. have no no problems, nothing. It isn't. You cannot take every human is unique, and you mm-hmm. can't just put that on something. Else. But systems do that. They say this guy made it on on YouTube. You can do it, and that's mm-hmm. the biggest lie because it gives you hope and then shame, hope and shame, and then mm-hmm. when you shame yourself. Because you were unsuccessful, even though the system told you you can be successful. It is a potential that you can be successful, but it is not a guarantee. And mm-hmm. it is not how systems say it. You buy this and this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. We know that. But we, we play that hope. Hope is still, the false hope is still more important. Mm-hmm. And, and we need to stop that. We need to stop that, be honest and say, you know, yes, but system also promote only their successes. They never would say, "Hey, I couldn't help five people." Uh, you know, you know, out of the ninety percent of people that have, that have no success, we have ten people that actually had success. Mm-hmm. Say that. That's way more humane than saying you can get that too. You can. You read my book and you'll be everything else. That's why I have no mm-hmm. steps, nothing. You read it and it's 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 seeds, it's thought seeds, it's wisdom seeds. My podcast is twenty seconds. Mm-hmm. Because I just drop a seat and I trust. But we need the deep conversations like here too. But mm-hmm. I just drop seats. I think uh, there's enough uh, that give you deep dives like we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I give 20 seconds. 
and 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 you hear that voice, and then that that reflects is all the knowledge and the quotes outside of art and creation, outside of systems. Mm-hmm. And I think we are good. To good, good to wrap it up if you want, unless <laughs> unless you want to dump more on your listeners. I mean, this was a heavy episode. I mean, no, I, I know, no, this is this is all great content and everything. Yeah, and I love that distinction that you made too of of just. I mean, how many times have you heard if you follow my five step method or something, all of your yeah. problems will be solved? But it doesn't guarantee success. Even if somebody follows those five steps, it doesn't necessarily guarantee it. It could for some people, but everybody's no, it's different. potentially. It's potentially and possible. It's potentially Exactly. Potentially, uh, Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos are, are possible. And mm-hmm. I think that we have those icons because they show us our possibility. But mm-hmm. they are not a sample for how you should live and how what you should do is bad. Because mm-hmm. they are they and you are you. See, this is the difference. Mm-hmm. They, they give you the possibility in a system that if you're a system navigator, a good enough, mm-hmm. you can potentially be Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, or, you know... Anybody, anybody, you know, mm-hmm. uh, anybody, any icon in politics and everything, yeah. Mm-hmm. But oh, but yeah. you can potentially be that. But it shows us our potential, like, exactly like it shows us the homeless people on the street. That's also a potential. Mm-hmm. And you and in that in that realm, you fit somehow in it. And you need to find yourself. You need to find unveil what you are, who you are. So the first mm-hmm. seven years, you learn how to function as a human, you know, so you copy. And then actually you should go not to be system adaptive, but you should go and say, okay, let's see what I, what is my specialty. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not, that's not what education does. Education that fits you into a system, system navigation. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. And um, yeah, oh my gosh, so many words of wisdom there for sure. And yeah, no, I, I think that's a, this is a great place to just kind of, wrap things up on that positive note and everything. So do you currently have any upcoming events or projects that you're really excited about? I know you briefly mentioned a book you're working on. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm working on that, uh, how we use creativity. So first on the, on the last book, Smart of Art One, mm-hmm. I, separ- I separated art, the art world, and you know uh, defined all the things that we never defined ourselves and why artists, uh, 70, 97% of artists are on the poverty level. And mm-hmm. in this one, I found through this that there's two two arts. There's one art is about the product that's like system, very system driven, and the other one is system creation. And we give no attention the systems and humans to give no attention to to creation, but all the attention to the product. Mm-hmm. In this one, in the new one, I'm, say, I'm so I found there's system art and there's there's creation art, and creation art is for humans and system art is for the market, mm-hmm. and then. In this one, I say how we do all the stuff we talked about, what systems do, how we use our creativity, our creative muscle to basically blind ourselves where one one part of humanity creates a new tech system and the other one create a new way of circumvent the, the arts, the, the, the taxes. And that's, that's the problem. Uh, we are humans against humans and we have extinguished ourselves, I think, six times or seven times already which you know civilizations so we know we can kill each other but if we don't know that we're killing each other in that process that's the problem and Mm -hmm. i want to be here to tell people look what you do it's not about right wrong it's not about good bad those are all system definition your age your gender that all it all was defined by a system that limited system can handle you and now the systems got bigger better and they want to do sexuality and in sexuality they see how fluid we are mm-hmm. and systems realized humanity realized it's not that easy you know mm-hmm. it's not that easy and it just never was easy but we weren't conscious through sexuality we found it is very hard for limited system to serve and make people safe. That's why we created a system. Every system is created to provide safety and security. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. And, and it doesn't do that. It creates stress, anxiety, distraction, and it uses the life force. So our systems need to be updated. We need to update systems. Otherwise, our whole life, everybody that gets born is just giving it a life system to a system. Mm-hmm. And there will be less and less people. But trust me, the eight people that own 40% of this world, they're not going to be in the economic system, be satisfied to have enough. There is no enough. So ultimately, they will fight. 
which you see in, in countries, right? Mm -hmm. China, America, yeah? So ultimately, oh, yeah. they will fight. So we need to stop that. We need to stop mm -hmm. that stuff. That is, and, and, and the only reason, nobody talks about it. And I'm the, I feel I'm the only person that says we are not focusing on the human and humanity and, and nature. Mm -hmm. Even though nobody has created us. No system has created us. Mm -hmm. Oh, exactly. If you just get a comprehension of this, if, if not, you don't get anything out of, the, of this episode, just compartmentalized, am I reacting? Am I anxious? Am I crazy because of a system definition or a system? Or am I crazy because of human failure? And you will see it's always system. You don't fail as a human because you're okay how you are. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Michael, I could, I could talk to you all day about this <laughs> kind know. of stuff. I know. <laughs> I know. But, no, these are some great points to end on for sure. Now, is there anything I forgot to ask about that you wanted to touch on before we get into plugins and yeah, you can I've tell people where to, to sell. find you? I have absolutely nothing to sell other than mm -hmm. making people – that's my contribution. Mm -hmm. If people want to get in touch with me – Spread the word, spread the consciousness. My, my hub is, I have one hub, it's called michaelm.com, michaelm.com, Michael with two L's, michaelm.com. You go there, you can contact with me, you see my art, you see my music, you see my books, you see all my social links, everything. And let's Perfect. keep that conversation going. I mean, I know I, I have planted enough seeds that your future interviews will be affected of that. Because I know we all interconnected. And when mm -hmm. it resonates, it resonates, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> And um, yeah, definitely making it convenient to all be in one place makes uh, my job easy putting the show notes together. But once again, thank you so much for taking the time for this. I mean, oh my gosh, we had such a great conversation when uh, covered a lot of ground, went into some very deep subjects uh, that we could easily talk all day about. But yeah. no, I'm, I'm really excited to dive more into your books. And then I'm looking forward to that new book you're working on. So yeah, yeah no, I, I wish you nothing but the best in all of those future endeavors. And I hope you have a good rest of your evening. Thanks, Eric, for giving me a blank canvas that you that I could paint a little for you. Oh, yeah, I love it. I love the analogy. Yeah, of course. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, you have a good uh, rest of your evening, Michael. You too. Thank you so much. Yep. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in and checking out the show. Links to Michael's website and socials can be found in the show notes. If you like what you heard, please make sure to subscribe and leave a review for Juxtaposed Journeys wherever you stream your podcast. And maybe tell a friend or two about the show. Any feedback is always welcome and appreciated, and it helps the show reach more listeners. It also keeps new episodes coming out. If you're an entrepreneur, creator, or live an interesting lifestyle, Take a few minutes to fill out the questionnaire I have linked below. If you're a good fit, I'll be sure to get in touch with you to be featured on a future episode. I just ask that you have some patience, as I'm pretty backed up with any of your requests at the moment. So thank you to everyone who's reached out and has expressed interest in being on the show. The Juxtaposed Journeys logo was designed by Darius Norwood. The website was designed by Elise Benner. And music has been provided by Young Pioneer. Editing for this episode was done by Kai Will. Final mixing and interviews are conducted by yours truly, Eric Spitz. Thank you for listening, and remember to never stop exploring. <laughs>